0: Welcome to Fat Guy Jack Guy, I'm Steph Urbino. And
1: I'm Brendan Walsh.
0: Today we're talking, laughing, living, loving our way into a conversation about one of Showtime's most popular shows ever. But before we do that, we have a few messages for you.
1: Please become a patron of Fat Guy Jack Guy going to patreon.com backslash guy guy. for as little as $3 a month. You can help us become full-time grifters and get access to bonus content and uh, just generally live a better life.
0: And we have one more thing to promote. I'm currently selling a shirt for Pride Month with the pro- with part of the proceeds going to a South Florida organization that is working to help trans and non-binary people here called Trans Social. You can find the pre-order for the shirts at my Instagram or on Twitter at Ancillary Text. The pre-order will be up for about a week. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy the show. Fat guy.
1: Jack guy. talking about stuff fat guy jack guy two wacky goofballs talking about stuff two biological brothers talking about stuff
0: before we jump in brother i just want to ask you do you remember the first time you felt seen in a piece of media? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know if I do. <laughs> a little bit different for me.
0: I mean, you know, your personality. Yeah. Or...
1: I think, like many kids of our age, Ace Ventura was <laughs> <Detective. laughs> I was in first grade. You remember seeing Ace Ventura: Pet Detective and being like, "This guy is so funny." This guy's just. And this like is like me. what I want to be like. <laughs> so you start imitating Jim Carrey, you know. Yeah. I know that That's really there's funny. a little bit of a segue. Into <laughs> That's really that funny. Sorts of fucked up transphobia <laughs> in that movie, but um, yeah, we didn't know. Yeah, we didn't know. We were, we were uh, just having a laugh. Yeah. But I think like seeing that goofiness from an adult as a kid really spoke to me. Yeah. That's the first time I can remember quoting a movie constantly. Trying to be the character in the movie yeah, yeah, yeah. and feeling that the silliness that every kid has inside them is acceptable as an adult.
0: Yeah. I think though your answer is really good because it kind of points to something like we can never really feel, a lot of us can never really feel fully seen by something. Like we can just feel and identify like with parts of something. So you identified with his goofiness and his his sense of humor.
1: And I was also a pet detective not, Miami. But like...
0: Not, like, the rest. And maybe just, like, oh, he's a white guy. But, like, not, like, the rest of the character, Raisin Toro, or even, like, the person who is playing him. Yeah, there's an
1: essence that I understood. There's an
0: essence. And it's important to, like, have things in our lives that have that essence, right? Or, like, that we feel, where we feel that essence is coming from. Sure. So, this is kind of just a little beginning conversation, something I'm going to get into a little bit later. But before we, like, get into the big stuff, I just want to set up a little exercise here for you. All right. And listeners at home, I want you to participate, too, okay? This is going to be very hard for you. And probably most of our listeners, too. But just do your best, okay? okay. Pretend you are not you. This is going to get very specific, so just strap in here. Okay. The year is 2003, and you're a sophomore in high school. Actually, that, you, you got Yes, that. I was. Okay, this is perfect <laughs> that, for me. You're, you're good. Okay, <laughs> this next one, no, you're not going to... You're a lesbian. Oh, okay,
1: this <laughs> or, is at least,
0: <laughs> or at least you think you're a lesbian because you're 15 and you don't have the language to speak about your gender or sexuality in any other way. You're sure about one thing in your life and one thing only. Women are incredible, and you'd like to kiss as many of them <laughs> as you possibly can.
1: This is all mapping with my experience. <laughs>
0: i mean at least part of it come on <laughs> with friends and strangers you aren't shy about this fact or this aspect of who you are being gay is cool actually you have a feeling you are in on something other people aren't and that makes you feel kind of superior in a sense many of your friends also fall somewhere in the alphabet, alphabet mafia not everyone's talking about it as much as you one of your closest friend who also thinks he's a lesbian You don't know yet that he'll eventually come out as a trans man in college and thankfully receive the gender-affirming care that ultimately saves his life. But anyways, the two of you are constantly searching for gay shit, or shit that seems kind of gay. Online, in the bookstores, in the library, in his older brother's and sister's rooms, he was the last of six siblings, so there was a lot of shit for us to go through.
1: A lot of gay stuff happening there.
0: (laughs) Unfortunately, no, but (laughs) we were hoping... (laughs) in the cd store and everyone everywhere else y'all constantly ask one of his older siblings to drive you to a candy shop in wilton manors because you want to see gay people hanging out with each other but it's mostly men that you see of course y'all dive into the stuff you're reading and learning at school to look for other queers you decide nick carraway from the great gatsby is gay and holden caulfield from catcher in the rye is gay and certainly charlotte from pride and prejudice must be gay too you found some cool stuff, like the novel Ruby Fruit Jungle by Rita Mae Brown, and a few films, The Watermelon Woman and But I'm a Cheerleader. But it's hard, and it's starting to feel like your resources on lesbian life are finite. You know there are adult lesbians out there in the world. I mean, Ellen and Rosie were out there, and surely they have friends, <laughs> but <laughs> you haven't really seen them. <laughs> and worse, you're not really sure what it means for you. Like, who are you going to be? What are your options? What's your life going to look like once you're old enough to decide what you want to do with it? Then you get what seems like a glimpse. You and a bunch of your friends are spending a non-eventful winter break day flipping through channels to find something to watch when you come up on the trailer for a new show that appears to be premiering in a couple of weeks. Immediately, this causes a stir. Did y'all... See that? No, seriously. Did you see that? Those ladies were kissing. <laughs> <laughs> they were talking about fucking. Are you with me here? It was a show about lesbians and bisexual women, we would soon learn. They even named it the L Word. And in my 15 year old naivete and optimism, I felt like, wow. This is it. (laughs) I'm finally going to get some answers to the questions that have been swirling around my brain for the last year. There were only a few other shows with gay people on them on TV prior to the L Words premiere. Will & Grace, Queer as Folk, and Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. All of which primarily focused on the lives of gay men and Queer Eye for the Straight Guy didn't even really do that. It was more so focused on the lives of the people who they helped.
1: Yeah, the loser straight guys <laughs> loser who can only guys. be helped by magical gay yes,
0: people. yeah, magical yeah. gay people, exactly. <laughs> and even though I was a casual watcher of all of them, I was hyped for the prospect of a show that seemed a lot more aligned with what I really cared about, which was kissing girls. <laughs> <laughs> I remember writing down the premiere date in this little journal that I carried around with me so I wouldn't forget. Obviously, I was going to be there. ...for this historic television moment. <laughs> and I was. Not just me and my friends and other queers, but millions of other people, too. Actually, so many people tuned into season one of The L Word... ...that it became one of Showtime's highest-rated highest shows that year. Which, when you think about it and think about everything going on in this country in 2004... ...is really wild. Millions and millions of people showing up every week to watch a bunch of pretty women in LA deal with the daily dramas of their lives, talk constantly about what it's like to be gay in 2004, and fuck each other, and fuck other people. As a 2004 review of the show in the New York Times states, These 21st century lesbians drive convertible sobs and mini coopers, chart their love lives on titanium laptops, and play out their dramas by the pool at their Los Angeles bungalows. They're not super rich, but TV rich enough to spend a lot of time in the way that TV people do, sitting around in cafes and trendy restaurants, flirting and discussing life. Their jobs are nominal. They have 0% body fat. Their teeth are blindingly white. Everyone has sex constantly. What's not to like? What's not to like, indeed? (laughs) In 2004, there wasn't a lot not to like because we didn't have... A lot else. But ultimately, even though I tuned in to all six seasons of the show from 2004 to 2009, as if it was a job I was clocking into every week during the months of the year it aired, I never really liked the show. Controversial statement. I I've heard
1: this a lot. There's
0: going to be a lot of people out <laughs> there like, what the fuck's wrong no, with you? I've heard this no, so often no, from, from people. You can't go back to it either because it's like it's not good now in retrospect. I liked aspects of it, of course, I mean, those are the things that kept me hanging on. But the show didn't answer any of my questions and it certainly didn't help me learn how to be. I knew from the premiere that even if part of me wanted somewhere deep down inside, I would never, ever be a cool West Hollywood lesbian who didn't have much to worry about besides the day's friend drama or lover drama or lovers of friends dramas as it was i was already not very invested in the triviality of getting caught up in that kind of shit i was too angry to be that carefree (laughs) and yet once i was in it i felt difficult to get out of it the show had a quality that fed into our deepest most animal-like qualities the drama was constantly amped up the hookups were getting wilder the characters got more desperate for love and fulfillment People got cancer and died or miraculously survived.
1: <laughs> cancer. <laughs> cancer,
0: dude. Yeah. There's, there's like three cancer plots on this show. <laughs> it's so <laughs> it's ridiculous. so crazy. Everybody's <laughs>
1: getting cancer. Everybody just
0: gets cancer. New characters were introduced and then taken away. And overall, it just kept, kept getting weirder and weirder. It was a soap opera of the highest order and the highest quality. Though I'm sure some people will get mad at me for saying that. It got messier and messier every week and every season. And when something's such a mess, we tend to stick around hoping for it to be cleaned. Yeah. Unfortunately, they didn't do that. There is a ton of material out there about the L word. There are essays and podcasts and articles and interviews and oral histories. There are things that specifically focus on the fashion of the L word, the terrible sex scenes the dialogue, and the jobs of the characters. (laughs) (laughs) Important queers who are working in the arts and entertainment business right now grit their teeth on L-word coverage and criticism back in the day. The queer art and culture website I write for right now began as a blog about the L-word. No fucking way. Yeah, I swear to God. That's the origin story. (laughs) Queer women and queers in general love to talk about it and they still love to talk about it even when they brought in like the new seasons you know that kind of like stoked the fire mm-hmm. a little bit further because now there's there was a new season there's three new seasons i think of the show called l Word generation q so that brought the conversation back once again even though it was never really gone i'm not breaking any barriers here by covering it <laughs> <laughs> okay? I am, however, going to take a slightly different approach and where I go with this episode as a result of that, though. Before we get there, I'll break down some stuff that you all need to know, and especially that Brendan needs to know, because he's never seen the show. Never not seen the Not one single episode. I've heard
1: the discussion around it, yeah. but I have not engaged with it, sadly. It's I'm too busy watching American Gladiators <laughs> documentaries.
0: It's interesting, just because of some of the research that I have unearthed how, as like a straight teenager, that was not a thing that any of you put on to watch.
1: N- not because teenage no. boys were
0: scumbags. Yeah, we. I mean, which uh, scumbags? The way I love. Sure. I have so I had a lot of straight teenage boyfriends, but yeah, you know, yeah. it's kind of interesting that that never that never crossed y'all's path.
1: I mean, we were encountering um, erotic lesbian <laughs> material and other in other in <laughs> other forms. <laughs> forms. This and was this VHS was readily tapes. available <laughs> on Showtime. <laughs>
0: No, to be fair, the sex scenes were not very good, as I said. There's, like, stuff that is focused on just talking about how the sex scenes are not good. Although, you wouldn't know it from some of the things that I'm going to read to you later. Can't wait. (laughs) So, let me break down what The L Word is. As I said, The L Word was a Showtime original series that aired from 2004 to 2009 and had a total of six seasons. Each season featured 12 to 13 hour-long episodes, except for the sixth and final season, which only featured eight episodes, and believe me, that was enough. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that was enough. The episodes were almost the entire hour long, some even exceeding the 60-minute mark, because remember the pay channels didn't have any commercials of any kind. So it wasn't like, okay, it's an hour long show, but there's 10 minutes of commercials. No, you're like in it for the 60 minutes, the full 60 minutes.
1: Prestige television.
0: Prestige television, you know? And they were really trying to be prestige. Yeah. Like trying really hard.
1: It's cute, right?
0: <laughs> it's so cute when they try to be... <laughs> You know, it's kind of endearing.
1: It is, right? Actually. They're like, we're going to make a good show. <laughs>
0: It was created and produced by legendary Hollywood lesbians Eileen Chaikin, Michelle Abbott, and Kathy Greenberg. And it employed the work of a bunch of other leg- legendary Hollywood lesbians like Winevere Turner, Susan Miller, Sherrienne DeBee, and Rose Troche, among others. But most of the characters on the show were played by allegedly, and I'm saying allegedly because why, well, you know, we don't really know their lives, straight women
1: hmm you know okay
0: we don't know i mean they could yeah. be yeah i don't know some stuff so i don't want to say that they're straight because I, I can't i can't tell you for sure i don't everyone
1: know everyone is allegedly straight
0: well everyone in the world is allegedly <laughs>
1: straight. i choose not to believe that i actually choose to allegedly believe the opposite <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. in my <laughs> in my world everyone is allegedly <laughs> yes, I gay know,
1: that's the best thing <laughs> my favorite thing
0: <laughs> like everyone could possibly be gay yes and like I just treat everyone as if they already are.
1: It makes people better to be around.
0: It's really easy to navigate the world in that way. (laughs) Because then you don't have to think about any shitty stuff, you know? (laughs) You're just like, yeah, you're gay. Okay. Cool." Cool, cool, cool. We can have a conversation. So this is the IMDb one sentence synopsis because you know I love that shit. Follows the lives and loves of a small close-knit group of lesbian women living in Los Angeles as well as the friends and family members that either support or loathe them. Oh. I love this description because I don't really understand the loathe them part. <laughs> it's kind of strange and really funny. And also, it's kind of funny like to put the idea of like people loathing them in, a, in the description of a show about queer characters because it's like oh inevitably someone's going to hate the yes, queers sure. you know which like of course in the show there are plot lines where that happens momentarily but it's not like the major thing you know the various plots of the show were centered around the lives of a central group of eight women as we said living laughing fighting fucking in Los Angeles West Hollywood neighborhood that was the theme song that's why I referenced it you're not going to understand no, that reference I thought that
1: was just something you were saying nope. <laughs>
0: Nope, that was the theme song of the show. Anyways, they were living, laughing, fighting, fucking in Los Angeles' West Hollywood neighborhood, which was, and I think still is, though like don't quote me on this, a bit of an enclave for queer people in the LA area, and specifically I think queer women. The very beginning of the show is told through the perspective of one of the main characters and the most controversial character in the show's history, Jenny, who is played by Mia Kirshner. Jenny and her boyfriend, Tim, who's played by Eric Mabius, move next door to a lesbian couple, Bat and Tina, played by the legendary Jennifer Beals and Laurel Holloman. Through Bat and Tina, Jenny is introduced to their queer friends. First, we have the heartbreaker, Shane, who's played by Catherine Monig. The token, like, bisexual, Alice, who's played by Alicia Haley. The closeted tennis star, Dana, who's played by Aaron Daniels. And in the first season, the owner of their favorite cafe and the woman who Jenny eventually has an affair with, Marina, who's played by Karina Lombard, who people will be familiar with if they've seen the Tom Cruise movie, The Firm. Ah. (laughs) She was the hottie in The Firm. There's also Beth's sister, Kit, who is played by Pam Greer, another legend. She's kind of like queer adjacent, but doesn't have a distinct label on her sexuality like the rest of them do. She kind of just like goes with the flow. Following these introductions and, like, watching Bette and Tina have sex in their pool and a few, because that's a normal thing to do, Mm -hmm. and a few interactions with Marina, Jenny begins to realize that maybe she's not straight, actually, and her subsequent breakup with Tim kind of blasts us head on into, like, the almost all-female universe of the show.
1: How quickly does the breakup happen?
0: Within the first season. Okay. Yeah, within the first season, they're it's like they're done for. And
1: then Tim is done.
0: Like he, yeah, he's he doesn't make it past <laughs> maybe this is gone. <laughs> like after a few episodes of the first season, yeah. Yeah,
1: well.
0: And Tim is done. Yeah. See you later, you Tim. You know, I mean, we didn't need him. We didn't need him. Well, I mean, there's right. plenty of other like straight men that come onto the show after. That's, it's like not, it's not a lot of men, but there are men that come onto the show, on the show. Every season is a new set of dramas, and sometimes they rehash some of the old ones, but pretty much some things stay consistent. And I don't want to go into, like, all the little things. Just I'm just saying the things that are, like, constantly sure. happening in the show. The quote-unquote solid relationship between Bette and Tina is always rocked by some problem on one or both of their sides. There's infidelity, there's breakups and separations, there's trouble getting pregnant, financial problems, and just all-around resentment. And they never break up for good. Jenny often meddles in the lives of her friends and has a series of relationships of her own and, and, like, some relationships with people who are, like, within the group. She can never really figure out what makes her happy and usually causes pain to others as a result of that. Viewers overall generally hate Jenny. In fact, when I asked people on social media to describe the L word in a word or phrase, one of my friends wrote in, Fuck Jenny Schechter. <laughs> Because of the way she interacts with other characters on the show, personally, and you know, longtime listeners of the podcast will know this. I'm really drawn to women who suck <laughs> <laughs> in, bo- in both fiction and, unfortunately, in real life. So I'm a long time I'm a long time Jenny apologist. Alice and Kit are desperately trying to find real and true love, and often fail at doing so for reasons that are both within and outside of their individual controls. Most of Dana's character arc is about her struggles to come out of the closet since she's a star athlete, and, you know, it wasn't cool to be gay back then. And then, eventually, her, her storyline takes a really tragic turn. Shane is a deeply wounded womanizer who doesn't know how to be in a monogamous relationship, yet still keeps trying for some reason I will never understand. I'm sure that this is, like, a hot topic of the show. Why doesn't Shane just be poly or whatever? Mm-hmm. That's, like, something that people talk about often. In the third and fourth season two other characters, a woman named Helena played by Rachel Shelley and a trans man named Max played by Daniel C are added to the rotation and then just like ride out the rest of the seasons with the original crew. Again, for the most part, we are just following these characters as they enjoy or don't enjoy their everyday lives. We're just on their journeys of growth and non-growth with them. A lot of distressing, heartwarming, absurd, and hilarious shit happens on the show. Most of it is over-dramatized because it's a show. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: not real. It's
0: not real. (laughs) Though people talk about it like it is. (laughs) But, you know, even though it's over-dramatized, obviously some of it feels very true to real life. For me, as a person who essentially grew up watching this show, barely Anything about my experiences as a queer person were highlighted in it, and that's why I asked you in the beginning, when did you feel seen? Because I feel like a lot of people assume that just because there's a show with a bunch of lesbians on our queer women or queer people, that we're all going to like feel seen in this show.
1: Yeah, but none
0: of them were fat.
1: No, <laughs> it sounds and, like very Hollywood scrubs. Totally like, uh, it's just, Yeah. If it's hot rich yeah. people, it doesn't matter what their orientation is. Right. It doesn't is, matter. Right? Yeah.
0: There, it might as well be a show about straight people, to be honest. Yeah. But, yeah, they're just, like, hot, rich people, and people often assume that, like, there were something for everyone in there. And, like I said, there's, there are sometimes some aspects that we identify with, but, you know, it doesn't mean that it's, like, we feel seen all of a sudden. So I just wanted to, like, challenge that narrative a little bit and just remind people that, like, just because it's a gay thing doesn't mean we're all, like, yes, that's us.
1: I yeah, I only felt seen when I saw straight people for the first time. <laughs> finally, when I,
0: felt, when I saw a man and woman kissing, I was like, "Yes." Well, that was also true. Yeah, like, he had
1: sex with like, Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, finally."
0: I was also like, "Yes, finally." <laughs> but I it was guess a pretty good just scene. Just because I thought Courtney Cox was hot. Yeah. So as I said, a lot of my experiences as a queer person were not highlighted in the show. And I know that's true for a lot of other queer people who watched it from the beginning. But like I said before, I knew from the start of it that that wasn't really the draw. I'll be honest. I think the draw for me was twofold. And I'm only saying this so that people understand why I kept up with it in the first place. <laughs> first, for a few weeks a year, we got to watch hot women get into gay-ass situations with other hot women. And, folks, that's just good. That's fine. Okay? That's just good. You don't need anything else, okay?
1: You need to explain yourself. I don't
0: need to explain myself. That's just good. <laughs> and second, like all soap operas... It was peering into a world that had some slight similarities to our own, but was ultimately unlike it enough and dramatic enough for us to keep coming back over and over again. The characters and the events of the L word didn't make me feel seen, as I said. But they did wake me up to the fact that there are lots of ways to exist as a queer person. And when I don't like it, I don't have to follow a blueprint just because it's been created for me to look at. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah.
1: Kinda. (laughs) In a way that doesn't understand, but...
0: (laughs) You get what I'm saying. We don't have to... Just because they put out this idea of how we're supposed to live, we don't have to live that way. Yeah,
1: because it's just... It's just living within the box that has been created, but you happen to, like, make out with other women. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's it. That's
0: all, yeah. that's There's only one thing... Yeah, it's bullshit, Yeah. yeah. So it's fine. And, like, of course... There is that, that aspect of like, like I said, I'm clocking into it like it's a job. Like I was, like this is the lesbian show, you know. So like I have to keep watching it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this was this was it. So we have obviously like during those during those five years, I was also like exploring and seeing other lots of other content that is made by queer people and like exploring like queer film and queer literature. But it still felt like this was like the one mainstream thing we had. You know, mm-hmm. So I had to keep going back to it. I mean, it's like going to see... Bro- I went to see Brokeback Mountain in the theaters like six times. Because I was like...
1: <sighs> That's just a damn fine film. It's gay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was like... And I loved it. I yeah. mean, it's a
1: great film. Yeah. But
0: like, it was just like, yeah, we have to keep seeing it, you know? It is because gay. Because it's for us.
1: I feel the same way it's, about it wasn't, but Top know. Chef. You know, I just yeah, keep you, on watching Top Chef. <laughs> Even though it's like... I'm over it, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> you gotta stick with it. I gotta clock in. These are, this is my job now. <laughs> sometimes you decide that shows are your job. Yeah, yeah. sometimes like, shows are your job. It's true, <laughs> it's true.
1: Three months out of the year, I gotta work every I gotta, Thursday. I gotta work,
0: yes. And like people, I think that a lot of us have those relationships with certain, certain aspects of the media. Yeah. Where we're just like, okay, we have to check in now. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is our time to check in. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Part three, this is titled, Men Talking About the L Word. Okay. So, when I originally proposed this idea to you, brother, I was doing research and, like, trying to figure out what angle I was going to take on this because everything feels like it's already been done. They've talked this show to fucking death in every way possible. As I was reading and researching, though, I realized something funny about the early L Word criticism that exists online. From the outside, the L word does appear to have a little bit of a, like, for us, by us kind of attitude in its foundation. The creators of the show are queer and they mostly hired queer people to work on the production of the show. So I do believe it was created with other queer people in mind as the primary audience. But of course, it was available to audiences everywhere. And that meant the marketing and pre-premiere work about the show was directed toward basically anyone and everyone. In fact, there were some ads there were some pictures of ads that I found where it said that this was like Showtime's Sex in the City, mm. which is very funny. So there's a lot of comparisons in some of these reviews that I'm going to read drawn between like L Word and Sex in the City, which is not a fair comparison in my opinion. These are two different shows doing two very different things. As we know, Sex in the City has a trauma, but mostly it's funny. Yes. And like, that's not the main goal of the l word or at least i didn't think it was the main goal
1: of the l word was the l word funny did they have there was funny
0: moments yeah because like there are characters like leisha like leisha haley's character alice who's like funny and quirky and like she would do funny and quirky things um and so yeah there were goofs but it wasn't like the primary mode
1: yeah sex in the city is goof that's yeah Yeah. sex
0: in the city is like that's one of its primary modes is its sense of humor right As I understand it, before a show premieres, screeners are given to critics at various publications so they can do their pre-premiere write-ups and reviews prior to the show's initial premiere. What I found a few times over is that several publications, some of them very big ones, didn't assign female critics to do these pre-premiere reviews in 2004 when the show premiered. It's not a woman's job. It's not a woman's job to to watch the over
1: and review it you need an unbiased male you opinion you
0: need a straight male op- actually I don't know if they're straight but like no. you need a man's opinion a white man's opinion on what's happening with these lesbian characters I totally agree <laughs> yeah. I don't think it'll be surprising to you or anyone listening that when men are tasked with writing about the inner lives and interpersonal relationships of women especially women who aren't heterosexual the results are pretty interesting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we were just conducting a society-wide experiment
0: this is a sociological investigation <laughs> we talked previously about britney spears and madonna kissing and i read some articles that were written by men in that episode Wonderful as well stuff. and so i fully went in thinking i was going to find some similar language and just some similar write-ups and Thankfully, for all of us, I did find some of that. <laughs> I thought you were <laughs>
1: different. Nope. That's the old nope. bait and switch. <laughs>
0: yeah, gotcha.
1: I thought I was going to, and I, I, I gotcha.
0: did. I you. Gotcha. I thought it was going to, and I fucking did. <laughs> Thank God. So, I just thought we'd dive into some of these together and, like, discuss them. And I was thinking, like, maybe you, as a self-identified straight man, <laughs> mm-hmm. can provide some commentary or insight on some of these.
1: <laughs> if you have any. I'll get you in the... <laughs> brain of a straight white
0: man have, yeah yeah put me in the brain <laughs> help me understand okay that's just like. That's what i think we're gonna do nobody's done this particular thing by the way Thank so God. i i chose the thing that like i said i did a lot of research i chose the thing that people are not doing all right so i'm gonna start with like the big publications just because i think it's funny that this shit was allowed to be published in such huge publications again though it is 2004 so You know, we'll put it in the proper context or whatever. And I just picked out some moments from the reviews. These are all reviews of the first season of The L Word. So the first season of The L Word premiered in January 2004. So we're like coming up on the 20th anniversary, actually. We got a lot of anniversaries going on in the show. I guess the decade we (laughs) picked makes sense. It's perfect. This first one is (laughs) from an article or review titled Giving Them L" by Tom Shales in the Washington Post. Here's the first, here's my first pluck, my okay. first quote pluck for you. Heterosexual men, it's often been observed, are fascinated and delighted and in some cases obsessed with the concept and spectacle of woman-woman hanky-panky.
1: <laughs> Thank you for writing this for kindergarteners.
0: <laughs> F. Scott Fitzgerald is alleged to have pronounced gay males disgusting, but found gay, males to, gay females to be cute. On the, quote, catfight episode of the classic sitcom Seinfeld, Jerry was asked by his friend Elaine why men love to watch women tussling. He explained it was because men cling to the dopey hope that somehow, during the fight, the women will end up kissing. <laughs> Which is, like,
1: it's a really good episode. I mean, that's very funny. It's one
0: of, like, the best episodes of Seinfeld, for sure. The L word, though it's obviously meant to suggest that L can stand for love as well as for lesbian, is probably too tame a title Given all these banal and persistent realities, Showtime could probably have gotten away with calling it, quote, everybody loves lesbians, or something equally festive. Although it may adhere to some old stereotypes, the series smashes the Ori notion that lesbians are mannish and mopey creatures who <laughs> ride motorcycles in boots and jeans. <laughs>
1: Manish, and, Manish mopey. and mopey creatures. No. Yeah. No. No. Get no sweat, they're man. hot. Lesbians are also hot. <laughs> And you might want to have sex. Guess with them. what, Tom Shales?
0: <laughs> lesbians can be sexy. He
1: was surprised by that. It's very funny. I
0: think it's very funny that he was surprised. Honestly, there's a, there's a level of innocence to that. Yeah. Like, he it's
1: was very like, I don't know. It's like, listen, I didn't know. I didn't
0: know that lesbians could be hot and sexy, yeah, also. That's gross. crazy that you guys did that.
1: Manish and mopey creatures. <laughs>
0: Who ride motorcycles in boots and jeans. <laughs> Honestly, like, I'm fine with that description for myself. <laughs> but we're not all like that you know there's not there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, diversity here's a, another quote pluck from tom here tom shales we love of tom. the washington post he's probably still writing yeah i'm sure he is it will not really answer the question for those who somehow remain uninformed on such matters what do lesbians do in bed there is plenty of unity but a greater degree of sexual candor strange as it may sound to suggest it would not be inappropriate, and if handled, handled tactfully, need not be exploitative. Okay. So he wants more sex scenes.
1: Yeah. He well, wants
0: more women-on-women women, hanky-panky, as he said. Woman-woman hanky-panky, as yeah. he said, actually. Also, I think it's interesting that he says that people who want to know what lesbians do in bed are uninformed, but he only knew that there was only one kind of a lesbian. <laughs> 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 so I
1: mean, it's like the pot calling the kettle <laughs> black. Doesn't, it, doesn't it feel right. Like? <laughs> Is the show only sex? No. Does Tom only write about the sexual aspect He only aspect wants of it? there to be sex. He doesn't understand that there's more to it. Than he doesn't that.
0: understand that there's like talking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's interesting they are parts of the show he not having sex. He doesn't actually understand how <laughs>
0: drama shows work, but there's dialogue in between the sex. Yeah,
1: he's watched a lot of lesbian porn, and he's, yeah, like, he's confused like, it. Yeah, is... <laughs> he's like, shit, this is... He's like, is like, this The L Word? Wait,
0: Showtime, I thought you were making, just like the other movies I watch. <laughs> but again, also, I don't think he's watched a lot of lesbian porn, because before watching The L Word, he only thought one type of lesbian existed.
1: Yeah. I mean... So...
0: But I guess, like, obviously, yes, so lesbians and lesbian porn are not lesbians. But I'm just saying... Oh, not usually. Yeah, Some of them are. But sure. not usually. But I'm just saying, like, he didn't know. He yeah. only thought they were mannish and mopey creatures who ride motorcycles and boots and
1: jeans. Well, it's good they gave him this assignment then, so he can yes. talk so it's um, good. intelligently about <laughs> it's good. the show.
0: It's also good that they gave him the assignment so he could learn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this was a like, growth opportunity for him. You
1: know, I didn't <laughs> know <the> lesbians... <laughs> were real i didn't didn't know
0: i had no idea i didn't know that they wore like juvonchi pantsuits no No. they only wore boots and jeans okay (laughs) (laughs) this is by this next one is called the l word by brian lowry in variety this is how brian's review starts wait
1: did tom like the l word
0: Yeah, he did. He did. He he just thought it needed more... He just thought it could use a little bit more sex. He's
1: like, a little bit more sex. And then
0: he's like... he, He was suggesting in that last quote, obviously, that it could use a little bit more sex... And they could do it in a way that wasn't exploitative. Mm. But I feel like his call for more sex is exploitative. Is it not in nature? I don't know.
1: Great. Tom, you're an ally, I guess. I guess Tom's an ally?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tom's going to Dyke March in L.A. (laughs) (laughs) this week. (laughs) Okay. So like I said, The L Word by Brian Lowry in Variety. This is how he starts his review. Howard Stern has built a lucrative career in part on the premise that men are infatuated with lesbians, but it's doubtful his listeners will flock to The L Word, an old-fashioned soap with a sex and the city sensibility where the gals who assemble and gossip happen to sleep with each other. Slow going and developing its web of interconnected plots, this latest demonstration of the cable series for every interest group strategy is watchable enough but probably not likely to be to be the sort of buzzworthy addiction in waiting showtime would like and certainly could use okay so this guy is basically accusing this accusing showtime of diversity
1: yeah it's too he's much like, diversity don't do diversity he's
0: you're a- not doing it well no
1: he's a man who Fits well into this time period that we're living yes. in now in 2023. Yeah, he
0: he fits better now actually than he does in 2004. Yeah, it's very it's, interesting.
1: it's all woke washing.
0: Yeah, he he's definitely writing about woke washing right now. <laughs> he thought he thought there was a, he thought there was a series for every interest group back then.
1: Yeah, <sighs> jeez, oh, man. imagine what he Check imagine how now. he must feel
0: when he's going through Netflix now. He must be going crazy. <laughs> so that's how he starts. Also, I like, I like the the idea that Howard Stern only built his career on. Lesbian? I, mean, I don't think that, he did it. I don't think he did it at all. I don't all. think he did. I think he yes, he
1: certain, talked about it a lot. He's a pervert.
0: He's a pervert, yeah. But there's a lot more.
1: There's a, just a general, like, sexual, like sexuality to the show. Yes. But it was not a lesbian character. No, he wasn't show. like, I'm
0: a, I'm a straight man obsessed with lesbians.
1: <laughs> that was his, his he over. liked
0: them, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: but I don't think that was his whole character. Yeah, I think he liked a certain kind of porn star lesbian. Yeah. And, uh, that, and that was it. That was it. Yes.
0: It's, it's just very funny.
1: I think it was just maybe that was a time period in which you could just drop a Howard Stern and people would be like, I oh, people, Yes, I think relevant. in 2004
0: people would be like, oh yeah, okay, I yeah. get what you're saying Culture, now. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Then later on he brings Stern back in the review. And what is this, this the is, Howard Stern this, review? Yeah, basically. This is my second uh, little quote pluck for Brian here. As for the Stern faithful, it's my duty to report that the sex scenes are occasionally explicit but not particularly steamy- A lot of kissing and fondling, but hardly on the order of what they can rent or download.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, not enough fucking graphic, (laughs) hardcore pornography. Why aren't they
0: showing straight-on cunnilingus (laughs) in this cable (laughs) network show? (laughs) No, the L word works or fails as a primetime serial calibrated to those with a taste for the genre. Melrose Place with a little extra nudity. It's certainly not bad on that level. Executive producer Eileen Shakin was a one-time exec at Aaron's Balance company, so she obviously studied the playbook. Yet it's neither distinguished nor exotic enough to break much new ground, which would seem almost a prerequisite to justify such a pay TV endeavor.
1: Exotic enough, huh?
0: I think he's... Like I said, I think he just wanted to see, like, full-on cunnilingus. Both of these
1: guys really wanted there to be more they, intense they sex. Wanted,
0: they wanted the sex to be the spot They like to, to the start spotlight.
1: with, like... They both start with this premise that men are disgusting and they're so obsessed with lesbians only for the sexuality. And then part of the review is like, guys, there's not enough yeah, lesbian, not enough fucking, lesbian here. fucking here. We need to see more, like, really hardcore yeah. stuff. And
0: I, I just, like, want to know what counts for them as, like, hardcore. <laughs> there's definitely, like more shown in the sex scenes of The L Word than there is shown in, like, the sex scenes of other prestige television shows of the time period. But
1: only Kissing and fondling. Yeah, only Kissing and fondling. You, know?
0: you don't get to see full hand-on-vagine contact. No. And that's not enough.
1: We want to see real sloppy stuff. I mean,
0: like, I get it to a certain degree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. But, like, I'm not watching The L Word for that.
1: Well, you know? these guys were. These
0: guys were, yes. These guys were. Because
1: there's a... In that time period, I think that this has probably diminished to quite some extent. The association with, like, lesbians and pornography. Yeah. Like, an immediate yeah, jump. Yeah, there's,
0: like, an immediate jump. Yeah, for straight men.
1: And so, yeah, yeah for straight men. And yeah. so these straight men were like, well, the lesbian shows and lesbian, lesbian porn. The lesbian show
0: is not lesbian What anymore? the hell
1: is the problem here? <laughs> They're talking about their lives?
0: They should be fucking more. <laughs> it's just funny to, like, give... Guys, this job to yeah, do. It's was really funny. Okay. This one is is from a review that was like Reviewing a bunch of shows at once called Traffic Jamming, and it's by John Leonard in New York Magazine. Traffic
1: jamming sounds like a porn. I know.
0: I think that's what they called the column. Like, he was just like, okay, just like he was basically just covering show after show Mm -hmm. in the column. So, this is a very short review, but he manages to do a lot in the two paragraphs. That's why he's so talented. He's so talented, John Leonard. In an omnibus review of new books about Sappho in the January 8th issue of the London Review of Books, Emily Wilson not only tells us that the Greek verb lesbiazane, which I guess is how you pronounce it, means to fellate, but also suggests that although John Donne may have written the first poem in English to describe what Sappho did with her girlfriend, it is only a slight exaggeration to say that Baudelaire invented modern lesbianism and Swinburne brought it to England. Whether this is true or not, I am struck with how fascinated men seem always to have been at what women get up to without them. It is prurient voyeurism (laughs) that doesn't seem to work any other way around. And Showtime may very well be counting on it to increase the audience for The L Word, its new series about a lesbian community in Los Angeles. Thus, for the broadest possible demographic, many, many breast shots. What? What? (laughs) <laughs>
1: what the fuck is he doing? He was That's like, an insane this is first a, paragraph. Also,
0: like this I like I said, he's only he only talks about it in two paragraphs. This is the first one and the second one was just like some quick plot details. That
1: is truly just yes. unhinged, unhinged at the beginning. Like,
0: why are we talking about Sappho? Yeah, why are we talking about Sappho? Because she's also a lesbian? <laughs>
1: no. It's like, like so who the weird? fucking
0: cares? Talking about are you the doing? fucking lesbians on the other you That's fucking weirdo. Ver-
1: and then he goes right to the thing where he's like yeah. He's and, like, and we, um, wanna we want to know what are you guys
0: doing And in we bedroom. want to see all the boobies.
1: Get those boobie shots. <laughs> but not just fondling and kissing. We want more we than want that. We want
0: more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very strange, isn't it?
1: That was very strange, and it seems like he wanted to write sort of a comprehensive uh, grad school research yes. paper he on it. He was like,
0: here's, here's what I know about gay women. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give you all of it.
1: Classic Greek and like French and British literature, and here we go. I,
0: I also read the London Review of Books, so
1: this guy's smart. This
0: guy is John Leonard is a smart guy.
1: Too bad he's too busy traffic jamming. He's, tra- all the he's time. too busy
0: traffic jamming. He's a pervert. I just want you to know that the review that was right above this one was for Monk. So <laughs> oh, <okay.
1: laughs> yeah, he liked Monk he, better. Which. Um, <laughs> classic literature did he incorporate into his None whatsoever! Discussion. What? None whatsoever! The only thing you could yeah. say about it was like, we've talked about lesbians yeah. for a while we're still kind of into it, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yep, that's, a show. that's what he's saying. Yeah, that's really <laughs>
0: good. So good. The next one is from a review titled, Television, Less Than Letter Perfect by James Poniewozik, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, in Time Magazine. Oh. Now, it's crazy what time let this man get away with, but, also interesting unveiling a series about horny gay women in los angeles <laughs> it just goes right into it horny gays showtime is playing it more coy the l word says its title sequence is also about liberty life love and presumably presumably llamas and lemonade too Ugh, oh
1: shut
0: up that's just misogynist the l word this implies is about more than just lesbianism which is correct the problem is those aspects of the show that are not about lesbianism are tedious and those that are, are predictable.
1: What? <laughs> it's not about lesbianism? <laughs>
0: yeah, the sh- the parts that
1: are In- not about <laughs> it, <laughs> But what does it mean? I don't know yeah. what that means because it's a show about queer women. Yeah, but it has, t- okay, I'm, I'm having trouble it's understanding a sh- it's a what it, it means. It's a show about queer women so it doesn't stop
0: being about yes, lesbianism.
1: Does it mean they have to be, like, having a very specific <laughs> discussion about being okay, I think queer th- women? This is
0: his veiled, I think that this is his veiled attempt at saying, like, the parts that are not, like, sexy, steamy, mm. romantic scenes between two women are boring, are boring and yeah. tedious. Yeah, I think sure. this is a veiled attempt at saying that. Okay. I guess.
1: All right. All Doesn't right. really make sense, but...
0: Here's the second quote, book. Perhaps Showtime hopes the sex, explicit and frequent, will help. Some advanced buzz has hailed, has even hailed the show's well-coiffed model-perfect cast for breaking lesbian stereotypes of buzz cuts and Birkenstocks. Mm, another one. But anyone who thinks that improbably beautiful women who get, it, who get it on under flattering light are not lesbian stereotypes has not watched much straight male porn. Now, this is where he's right.
1: Yeah, he's right. He's right here. I agree with him. He's right
0: here, although he does, like, mention the fact that there's that stereotype of, like... I guess he says buzz cuts and Birkenstocks. The other ones It's different.
1: The the boots. The
0: mopey creatures who yeah. wear boots and jeans. Ride motorcycles. Riding
1: motorcycles, yes. But you're not riding a motorcycle in Birkenstocks. Tell you no, that you much. can't
0: do that. That's you dangerous. gotta wear your boots. Yeah. It's dangerous. they you know, also lesbians, another stereotype about them, they're very practical.
1: So <laughs> you know <laughs> goddamn practical lesbians. <laughs> not a mention of a Subaru in this. That must be a later No, because they didn't
0: they didn't There was a Subaru... Okay, there was one thing that happened with Subaru in the show where Dana's character, the tennis star, was going to be in a Subaru commercial, but then her... (laughs) <laughs> coming out like gets that canceled basically which is pretty funny yeah. super is everybody knows super is for the gays
1: guys come on
0: but they did mention the sobs and mini coopers that they drive. so yeah they're these are not super lesbians because super lesbians would like fall under a stereotype right Sure. these women are driving like fancier european cars these are
1: wealthier lesbians these are well yeah
0: basically they are and like none of them have real jobs except for like one of them So it's one of those TV situations where you're like, what does everyone do?
1: Like they're in advertising or something? I guess, or
0: like the media. They're in the media, right? I mean, they have like jobs, but they don't go to their jobs every day. Like one of them is a hairdresser, but like she doesn't really go to that job very much. One of them is, like I said, in the media. The other one is a writer. I don't know how. Mm. How Jenny is a writer. I don't know how the fuck she's paying rent because she barely gets published in the first place. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So here's what else James Ponywazik says. He says, sadly, the show treats this hackneyed six degrees of fornication observation like a major insight like sex in the city word he just shortens it to word clearly wants to be a font of urban sexual trend spotting romantic wisdom and magazine ready catchphrases it (laughs) hand-handedly drops words like has been as if to scream look we're cool we get it but it could use more of sex's sense of irony instead it earnestly believes its most trite observations are brilliant revelations watching it is like spending an hour a week with an overconfident overconfident college sophomore the l word has lust and libido down all right but otherwise it has an l of a long way to go
1: nice
0: wow <laughs> at least this is pretty artfully written yeah. except for using the word
1: ham handedly which i hate <laughs> well it's but... just my favorite image <laughs> you have two big old hams on your hands just trying to do anything with them? Just trying to do shit. Imagine calling your friend. You can't do anything. It would be ham-hams. so greasy. <laughs> you can't open a doorknob. You have no fingers. They're just two big hams. <laughs> it is the best.
0: It's really good. It's, it's a really good word, but I fucking hate what people use well,
1: okay, it. Well, okay, so as a person who's not seen the L yeah. word, I wonder if you agree with the general premise that, that it is kind of like a hackneyed... Sex in the City? No.
0: Or, uh, L or word. Oh, yeah. Like, is, is it... Is it, like, like, is it, are the things that they're saying, like, yeah, of course. It's, it's not, just pretty trite. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, it's trite in the same way that, like, most shit that is like that is trite. Sure. Like, these are not, you're talking about the lives of, like, rich, mostly white. There are some characters of color on the show, but, like, rich, mostly white, very thin,
1: mm-hmm.
0: very, like, irresponsible people in a big city. Like, that's always going to be trite.
1: Sure. Yeah. I and mean, but like, there's
0: something that keeps coming... That's There's stuff that keeps us coming back to the trite Like, Sex in the City is also trite, but it's big time. fucking hilarious. Yeah. So he keeps us coming back. So yeah, of course, I would agree with that. Because that's just true.
1: But it is funny that he has to return to the sex part. Yeah. All of them do. They're very obsessed with that as, like, the premise of the show. Mm-hmm. That if it were like for instance a show about straight people living in some straight single people in this situation would they have to comment on whether or not they were fucking enough they wouldn't no they would they wouldn't. absolutely wouldn't Personally. unless
0: it was a show again unless it was a show where that was like part of the premise like so, sex, sex in the, in city? the city yeah, yeah that's but, it but, that but seems they wouldn't to be what
1: they want to compare yeah to.
0: they wouldn't these people would not write about the sex scenes on the sopranos or the wire
1: mm Sure. And be
0: like, there's not enough sex.
1: Yes, <laughs> I don't see Tony fucking. Tony is needs to enough. fuck
0: more people. Like <laughs> nobody would be writing that about this brand of It's just, it's again, it's like, it's a cast. Same with Sex in the City too, right? It's a, it's a cast of characters who are all women, and the idea is that like they they're sexual they have some level of like sexual liberation though i would argue that both of these shows are pretty conservative in terms of their sexual politics but they have some degree of sexual liberation so like that means that there should be as much sex as possible in these shows or it should be funny so it's like it mm-hmm. can't be just like about they're like, regular lives. Yeah. It has to be sex all the time, or there has to be, like, a sense of humor.
1: Yeah. You can't be lesbians who yeah. aren't making goofs all the time. You gotta be making living. goofs. Yeah. You either are having sex or you're goofing.
0: Yes, you're having sex or goofing, and that's it. There's no in between.
1: Listen, guys, that's all, that's all we ask. And
0: I would wonder... <laughs> <laughs> I would, that's all we want. I would wonder... You know, I didn't go and look at Sex in the City reviews for this, but I do wonder if there were reviews early reviews like the first and second season of the show where people were where people who were writing about it were saying similar things where it's like the drama aspects of the show are very tedious and boring compared to, like, the goofy and the sexy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if that... It, there's probably some of that in there, too. Right? Because, I mean, misogyny rules.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to take that sound bite. <laughs> just like, <laughs> just, you just say put, it. put that... <laughs>
0: for, I meant, like, rules our lives. Not, like, rules in, like, a good way. Rules. It was I mean, fucking rules. No. <laughs> anyway. This is just a cute sentence that I had to take out of this one review by Dennis Cass in Slate. It's... The review was called Women in Love. Overall, this was not in a very eventful review except for this first sentence, so I'm just going to read it. I am not a lesbian, but while watching the first show of The L Word, I found myself trying to figure out which character i most identified with. Okay, that's Yeah, great. it was cute. Yeah. yeah, it was cute. Also, I just love... I'm not a lesbian. I want to
1: be Yeah, we know Dennis Cass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Dennis. Yeah, Dennis is a <laughs> lesbian. I don't know how many women are actually named Dennis. I'm sure there are some, but, like, come on.
1: Pronounce you know. Denise, maybe? Well,
0: Denise would be the name, yeah, but, you is. know, there might be a Dennis. You know, I, I, people name their kids weird things. True. So there could be, like, a, a female Dennis A L- little out girl there.
1: named Dennis. Yeah, why not? Which is cute.
0: This one, it's bringing back some of our old favorites. This is from a review in the, in the Chicago Tribune by Steve Johnson. The... Title of the review is pretty funny. Showtime's L word gets lazy, lacks zip.
1: Oh, so this using is, words that start with L. Yeah, there, he was
0: he was going for it.
1: That's awesome.
0: Steve was going for it. So he says, in politics, the L word stands for the philosophy that dare not speak its name, but in television's most liberal arena, pay cable, it signifies the sexual orientation that Showtime calculates. Just might lure a, ga- <laughs> a gay, heterosexual men to the sets, along with the expected audience of lesbians, and if the channel gets really lucky, straight women looking for something to replace the departing Sex in the City. Whether the strategy will work, however, when the new adult series The L Word debuts Sunday, is debatable. There is certainly some, as all the pornographic spam would have it hot or at least warm lesbian action but there's also warm heterosexual action as much male-female pairing in Sunday's first episode as female-female in fact and what makes the above essentially irrelevant is that in the moments around the heat there's a tepid talky drama populated by thinly drawn characters predictable sol- situations, and a central group of some half dozen sleek women who cast, who seem cast for crossover appeal rather than strict sociological representation. So he's saying, now, there's not enough stereotypes in these women. Yeah. That's fucked
1: up. That's different.
0: Although it tries very hard in the sex and Seinfeld manner to create sexually charged catchphrases, the L words lack even the rudimentary zip of sex. Hmm. Sex and the City. Yeah, very interesting. Again, just mentioning the sex.
1: Yeah, I, I there must have been responding to like the marketing around the show. Yeah, they were very obsessed and, with this being a show that's like all about sex. So maybe the marketing was yeah like a sexual marketing.
0: There was it was kind of sexual. Although I did go and watch all of the trailers that I can find that people like uploaded to YouTube. I guess in 2004, I would have to like, we would have to be like transported back to 2004 to like really feel it. I guess in 2004, yeah, it was like very sexual. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't be considered sexual for now at all. In there, it was pretty lukewarm. The trailers were pretty lukewarm. The ad images also pretty lukewarm. It's just like all of them standing together in a similar outfit. Maybe sometimes doing, like, a sexy pose or something.
1: <laughs> it's not hot enough. But it's
0: not, like... It wasn't crazy sexual, you know?
1: Yeah. I think it's interesting how this guy, for instance, starts with imagining Showtime, hoping that this will be, like, a mostly male yes. audience. Yes, yes. Like, that this will be That's a show dudes huddle around the TV to watch. Yeah. Like, oh, and also lesbians and women. Yeah. But, like... This is for men, right? This is
0: for men because it's a lesbian show, so this must be for men.
1: It's a wild premise that they would create this show, assuming that men would be right. most attracted to it. When
0: the, all of the show's creators are queer women,
1: yeah, all it's, of
0: the show's creators—it's
1: a wild premise, like, a wild leap to make.
0: What was happening if in you're that Steve assumption? Steve Johnson. <laughs> Steve Johnson. Why were they assuming that? It's kind of—it's very strange, very very strange. All right, let's do one from across the pond. This is from the Globe and Mail, which is a British publication. And the title of the review is, A Lesbian Sex in the City? Lousy is the word for it by John Doyle. (laughs) So there's like a lot of moments in this review that I could have picked out, but I just like these two moments. He says, the L word is just like one of those pulp novels from the 1950s about a nice, innocent, heterosexual young woman being strangely drawn to lesbians. It's an eye-rolling time. And then later in the review, he says, The main problem with the L word is that it is trying very hard to be as cool and trend-setting as sex in the city and as vigor- vigorously melodramatic as queer as folk. It's screaming too loudly for attention, but good luck to you if that's your bag. And yes, many, many good-looking women take off their clothes, touch each other, and moan.
1: Oh, Johnny D! Johnny D! Johnny D!
0: Johnny D hated it, but he wanted you all to know that you're going to see hot women kissing kind of fucking.
1: Boobs and butts. Boobs and
0: butts. If you want to look at boobs and butts. <laughs> that's, what the, that's all the review should have said. If you want to look at boobs and butts. <laughs> that's basically what all these guys are saying. It's yeah. good. It's pretty good if you want to look at There's not enough yeah. boobs and butts. Like there should be more. Pretty
1: trash show.
0: <laughs> pretty trash show. But like, it's worth it for some of the boobs and butts
1: moments.
0: <laughs> and honestly, they could there could be more boobs and butts yeah,
1: moments. Totally agree.
0: Okay, so I will. I'm gonna end. This is gonna be the last review that I give. And I'm gonna say that you know, not all of the men got it wrong. There was one review that I came across. I know that that's like it's very outweighed by the other reviews, but there was one review that I came across that seems totally normal. Okay. And so I just wanted to give that review a little shout out. This one is by Tim Goodman in the in the San Francisco Gate. It's called Showtimes the L-word, Goes Boldly Where Other Series Have Only Flirted, to Love and Sex Among LA lesbians. So there's two there's two good moments in his in his review that I think is very fair. He says, It's clear that the L-word is a drama meant for everyone, which I'm not like sure about that. Like we were just talking about. I'm not sure if that's true. Anyway. It's clear the L-word is a drama meant for everyone. It's not some exclusive lesbian-only venture, something lesbians will discover and possibly mock in the first few main scenes as the big issues being discussed, discussed have a clear lesbian 101 taint to them. But that's not a major stumbling block. All storytellers want to bring everyone into the tent, and Chaykin is no different. Discussions of gaydar and a comic rundown of how to spot a lesbian won't enlighten any San Francisco viewers, but the scenes neither flop entirely nor worse offend. So pretty normal. Okay. He's just saying there's just too much like.
1: Yeah. They're giving you the basics. They're giving
0: you the basics, which like, I don't know. Again, this idea that like creators create things for everyone is such like a weird concept in our culture. It's just like not accurate. And also I don't think even if, even if, those like lesbian one-on-one moments are in there that might not be intended for straight people that might be intended for queer people who don't know what the fuck is going on in the queer world very good point like i didn't there's a lot of language that i learned on the l word because i didn't have access to that language in my own personal life you know yeah so i I just think that that was more for uh like for queer people who are trying to figure it out than for you know the idea or like i would assume as a queer creator that kids or young people who are coming out or who are like not sure of themselves are going to interact with my art and i might want to put something in there that kind of calls out to them and like draws them in in a way right yeah i don't know i Maybe. think that's totally
1: fair yeah it's weird that these white guys and these straight white yeah these straight white guys think white it's white. for them
0: <laughs> which i think is interesting <clears throat> so he also says These are minor quibbles. There is a forced nature to some of the dialogue as it frantically touches on those quote-unquote big issues, but a more natural sense of characters relating to one another begins to emerge at the end of the pilot and improves greatly in subsequent episodes. Chaykin and the writing staff are still working on the humor part. Some of it shines almost unexpectedly. The great success of The L Word is in getting past all the barriers put in front of it. By the end of the pilot, you want to follow these characters through their lives, Easily the most important aspect of establishing a series. The quality of the writing and acting relegate the sex scenes, hot as they may be, to supporting role status. It could easily have been reversed. Ultimately, the L word seems nothing like an obvious effort by Showtime to capitalize on queer as folk and more a series that has has wonderful stories of its own to tell. And no, despite the ads, it's not the next sex in the city. Okay. Yeah, so his review is pretty normal. I mean, he does mention the sex scenes like all the other guys, but his review is pretty normal, pretty fair. Yeah, the show's, like, not great, but it's not bad either, you know?
1: I mean, his mention of the sex scene seems a little bit more measured. Yes, it
0: was much more measured, yes. He was, like, a normal person talking about lesbian sex scenes as opposed to, like, the other guys that were hoping to get a heart on, maybe, yeah. while they were watching the award, I'm not sure.
1: What I see is a very clear West Coast bias. I mean, this is from San Francisco. <laughs> it's a show about... LA. It's...
0: He's like, oh, these are my people. Yeah. Yeah, so he was I being don't think nicer. It's fair. Oh, yeah. okay. He was being nicer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was being too fair. Yeah. I, that's also funny that you assume that all the other writers were not no. from the what? None of them? None of, nobody from Slate Variety? No. Could be from the West Coast. No, they're no, no. all... Those yes. are New York, Those D.C. are like, dickheads. Chicago like, is one of they're them. They're like so. sex in the city all the way. Yeah. They're like, we like our, our gals.
1: show. <laughs> we we like our
0: four city. gals. New we York like City's
1: our, the greatest city in the world. our
0: straight gals. <laughs>
1: yeah. Who smoke and fuck dudes. Yeah. We
0: like them. We don't like these eight women who are fucking women.
1: No, it's no. not fair. fuck them. Because no. then you, when you have women fucking... Where's the dudes?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the perennial question, you know. know? When you have women fucking women, (laughs) where's the dudes? (laughs) The most important question of our time, I think. Where's the dudes? You know, happy Pride, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) It's Pride Month and we're talking about where's the dudes? (laughs) That's all we're saying. Anyways, so yeah, that's my little, like... Men writing about the L word recap. It's a good take. Yeah, I I just think we're not paying enough attention to these guys who are writing about these shows that have like all female casts. We should be more tuned into what's going on with them. They have some interesting things to say. Yeah,
1: sure. As a person who's never seen the L word. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna I mean you know it's you don't need to I know where to get my takes from but it's these guys from 2004. It's definitely
0: these guys from 2004. These white guys from 2004.
1: I'm gonna put on my like really huge pants and my unfitting suit jacket.
0: Yeah and oh don't forget your polo shirt actually two polo shirts. Yeah the double polo shirt yeah Yeah.
1: and just kind of
0: and then pull it up on Amazon.
1: Yep. Remember those hot guys in Sex and the City that weren't hot at all? Yes, they like, were. Like every hot. dude in Sex and the City is See, so lame. That's
0: one thing that L Word gets right. Like everyone's hot. Every character is hot yeah. in some way, in like their own way. They might be like totally insufferable, sure, but they're like hot in some way. Yeah,
1: it is funny that I mean all of these comparisons are to Sex and the City. Yeah, and we are to believe that these women in Sex and the City who are all like pretty hot, yeah. right? They are attracted to these guys that suck. These, yeah. Like, let's yeah. get rid of the guys then and just, just make it yeah. all chicks. Is,
0: it's all chicks. <laughs> that's basically what the hour did. Except like, obviously, there's not the same humor. Yeah. But yeah, make it all chicks and they're all fucking chicks and that's We're it. Have to
1: look at this guy and pretend <laughs> that Carrie Bradshaw is attracted yeah. to this guy. This guy
0: sucks. <laughs> He's not hot in any way. No, we could just watch it. We could just watch women loving women. <laughs>
1: yeah. Just, hot women loving hot women. That is true. You know. And like that's sh- that's good. There's a. And obviously, this is speaking from two people who are attracted to women, but like, <laughs> there's a hotness in women that like transcends time. Yes. With men, it's very specific. They yeah, that's like, probably
0: true. I 50 don't know how year straight we feel
1: of like men not being attractive.
0: That's true. I
1: think we're in a period where men are attractive, and like, I don't know, in the 50s and 60s, you had attractive men. Yes. But like the 90s, no one was good looking in the 90s, as far as men and are yet concerned. so
0: many people are, and so many people were somehow.
1: Uh, I, I don't know. You know? Men, I don't know. They I, were
0: getting pussy Yes, out they there. were.
1: They were. <laughs> I just don't know how that was happening.
0: Yo, Billy Crystal was hitting. <laughs> he was.
1: Like, <laughs> that's a great point.
0: <laughs> that's like, anytime Stacey watches like a 90s movie, especially when she watched When Harry Met Sally, she, yeah. and I'm like, hey, what'd you think of it? She's like... It was good, but why do those people have to look like that?
1: That's <laughs> a very she's, important question. She's
0: right. Why do they yeah. have to look like that? Well, that's all we had, babe. That's, yeah. <laughs> Baby, that's all we had.
1: I watched The in Seattle game. the other day. Oh, and yeah. Tom Hanks was one. cast as a hottie.
0: Yeah, he was supposed to be a hottie. I guess there's a hot quality to him that...
1: Yes, a hot quality. Back then, yeah. Sure. But he
0: wasn't like a hottie. No. But yeah, they do that. And like, if we could just take, we could we could have Sleepless in Seattle with just women. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Maybe Meg Ryan and another hot babe. Why yeah, not?
1: That'd be fine.
0: That'd be really sick.
1: Yeah. Let's but do all the all movies. All these guys don't want that. With women now. <laughs> Unless it's just women having sex with each other. Then it's okay. <laughs> yeah, then
0: it's okay. We yeah. don't need any other films. We just need more films. Just women. Women doing things with other women.
1: Hanky panky, 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 fondling,
0: gay ass situations,
1: <laughs> whatever
0: you want. <laughs> gay ass situations, <laughs> whatever you want.
1: This is a pretty yeah. gay situation.
0: <laughs> Again, as I assume most people are gay, I also assume most situations
1: are gay. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if everybody is gay, then every situation is gay. <laughs> I just bring it all yeah, together, it's you know? So true. It's nice.
0: Gay situations. <laughs> Anyways, brother, thank you for. Listening to this. Well, this is great.
1: Very illuminating in certain ways; in other ways, not at all. I still yeah. don't have any idea what the show is. Yeah, you're okay
0: it's okay. You don't need to. I mean, you do. Yeah. It's Just ladies loving ladies that's in Los good. Angeles. In three cancer plots. i there's three <laughs> cancer plots. There's and also there's like bad stuff that happens in the show. There, I didn't want to like go through all of the like negative parts like there's definitely like anti like bisexual bias in the show. There's mm. anti like trans bias in the Always. show. Always. Yeah. You know? But like it just those things are covered in so many other places. I just wanted to see what the what the white man had to say in 2004 <laughs> about the award because it's Pride Month and I think that's important. <laughs> <laughs> what the white man had to
1: <laughs> say so true. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. Thank All you. Right.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening.